life to our Wednesday night chat. Tonight we have one of the guys from uh, Two Cops and One Donut with us, Eric. Eric, say hi. Hi, how's it going, everybody? All right, so tonight our conversation is going to be on the epidemic in the law, force, um, law enforcement community that is suicide. Been seeing a lot of postings of us losing officers to death by suicide, and it's breaking my heart um, because I don't ever want you know an officer to think that by showing signs of weakness it means that they are weak or anything like that. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do, tell us about you guys and what you do and how you got started and all of that. Okay. Um, so I'm Eric Levine. Uh, I. I have a, a co-host, a, a partner. We're both in law enforcement. Uh, I've been in law enforcement for about 17 years now. Um, I serve in the United States Air Force, um, Security Forces, which is just a fancy word for military cop, MP. Um, I'm currently in the reserves. I was active duty from 06 to 2010 and then uh, got out, started doing civilian policing and um, been doing that ever since. Uh, I've got my master's in criminology and criminal justice from TCU, and that is where the idea for the show came from while working on my thesis. Uh, I saw a big gap in the communication between police and the community, mm -hmm. and I recognized that social media was this great tool that could be used by police to help bridge that gap but it was severely underutilized. And what I mean by that is police were using it sort of, and they were using it like, Hey, look, we're over here petting a puppy. Look how friendly we are. Hey, we're over here yeah. fixing a kid's bike. And they got three different camera angles. And to me, that's propaganda. That's all that right. is. It's not genuine. So I thought during this thesis, which is just a nerdy way of saying this research, um, mm -hmm. that, we need to utilize social media a little bit better. So I did some questionnaires and some surveys and stuff. Police all think that we should be using it. Um, citizens all think we should be using it. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the problem was is like the red tape. There's no training. There's liability issues. There's, you know, this, that, and the other. And then um, not to mention it's a tool that could be used to better enforce, you know, um, catching bad guys. And yeah. – uh, so you got all these people thinking the same thing, but nobody's figuring out a way to to use it. Or use it, right. Yeah, so that was the idea behind that thesis. And then later on, I'm just trying to figure out, okay, well, how am I going to utilize it? How am I going to use social media to make it better? So mm -hmm. podcasting, I listen to Joe Rogan religiously. I love him. And uh, I started thinking, like, what is it about Joe Rogan that's so different that I like? And it's... Everybody he talks to, there's some people I could care less to listen to. There's some people that I'm drawn into, and there's other people that I watch like a little bit, and then they go away, then I come back and I watch a little bit more. So I'm like, oh, this this is it. This is the formula. I, there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. I just need to tweak it towards what I, I'm trying to accomplish. So what better way than to, to educate civilians and police, not any frontline workers. I'm not just talking police. I'm talking firefighters, military, ambulance, prosecutors, judicial, um, mm -hmm. our correction side. And then let's 
let's go to the other side of the fence. Let's go with community leaders. Let's go with some felons. Let's talk to people that have been improperly or falsely um, prosecuted. And let's just hear their stories. So we hear their stories, and now we got somebody to root for. It's not just a soundbite. It's you actually getting to sit down, listen, and hear their personality, hear the type of person they are. And now you can decide for yourself through their perspective if that's something that you can jump on board with or maybe a perspective you didn't see. And that's how we start bridging that gap. And then the podcast was the idea, the two cops, one donut. I wanted to show the humorous side because... Uh, um, I, I like, I like comedy and I especially like the Simpsons. So that's where the picture was inspired old chief Wiggum. So, uh, that, that spawned that and I tried it out and we just been playing with it ever since we've been going for about 120 days and we're sitting at around on all of our social media platforms, not just Facebook, but all of them combined. We're sitting around 10,000 to 12,000 followers. Um, and it has been very surprising to me and, and my buddy, and it's it's taken off, and we're rolling with it. That's cool. Well, thank you for doing that, and congratulations on how fast you guys have been growing. I appreciate it. People like you and your, your page that has helped spread the word, and we're very particular to probably our own fault of the people that we follow back and we support. I personally have to believe in the message you're putting out or the product you're pushing or whatever. I'm not going to push something out there just because, because you shout us out or whatever. I'm going to, if I, I like what you got, then I'm going to do that. Married to the badge, one of the first people that ever reached out to us. And, um, I looked into y'all and loved what I saw. And so of course I'll do an interview <laughs> with you guys. So you guys are my first official, somebody interviewing us. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, I know that you guys are cops and you're passionate about what you do because you don't, you know, um, have many cops out there who are doing what you guys are doing because you believe in what you're doing wholeheartedly and not just for the likes and the fans and, you know, all of that stuff. But um, you guys are real and genuine and can relate to, to just, you know, any, any one of us in the, in the community. And I appreciate that. Um, you don't like cut yourself off from everybody else and have to go through all these loops to, to, to get to you and stuff. So absolutely. I, I know Christy definitely loves, love, love, love you guys. Well, I appreciate so, it. It's nice. <laughs> it's so weird to say it's nice to have a fan. <laughs> so. <laughs> we're not we're still not well, used as a to community that. married to the badge is one of your biggest and as an individual christy got your back well we appreciate it thank you very much christy <laughs> but All right, so so tell me what are your thoughts on what what we see going on i mean i know this year last year this year it's kind of different from what we're used to yeah we know you know from a long time ago there's always been so much hate in the law towards law enforcement officers right we we know that that's not anything new but with all that happened last year with with the the, the attacks personally and generally on cops and then uh, what we saw in washington in, in january and and all the blowback that became political and all of that it has kind of put cops in such 
a box where now they 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 have to do two things serve and protect and manage and control their emotions and their personal thoughts and feelings and i'm not sure I've, i mean i've never been to the academy i'm not sure how well you guys are trained on doing that or you know are are you equipped right now seeing the change in 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 society towards law enforcement officers and all you guys have to deal with at at the time now if you're even equipped with you know how to handle both and be successful at the same time um as far as training goes i think there's certain ways uh well financed departments can train um one of the big and easiest ways is is for mental health is physical fitness Mm -hmm. nutrition and um I'm blanking on the third one, physical fitness, uh, nutrition and, um, medical health. So Mm -hmm. those three uh, pillars trifecta, if you will, um, Mm -hmm. learning how to manage those three things will help increase your chances for better mental health. If that makes sense. So in the Academy, you get trained that way. But as far as what you're talking about with the psychology of things, when we start discussing, how to handle your demons or the stuff you're going to see out there. Um, I, I haven't seen the greatest training on that yet or how to deal with that. And I think what you're seeing now with um, social media um, is officers trying to figure out a way to mentally fight back, kind of like with my podcast. This is kind of one of those things for myself. It's an outlet. It's a way for me to talk and hear other people on the front lines tell their stories and and when i hear what they say and this is just for me personally when i hear what they say it's a way for them to it's it's a way of for us to talk and me go okay it maybe internally i i felt that same way and i just didn't realize it until that person said it right right Um, so that is that's another thing and i want to address one of the things you're talking about how bad it's been for police and stuff like that i I can tell you that I think there's a loud minority out there. Mm -hmm. And from when I talk to people individually or, you know, even small groups, most of the time, even those anti-cops, they're, they're objective. They're willing to speak. They realize it's not all cops. So, so on the smaller scale, I haven't felt that I haven't, but I come from a, the, my department and and I'm not representing my department right now. I'm going to make that clear for liability issues. I don't want to get canned or anything like that, but um, I work in a city that is very supportive of of police, which is great. Now Mm -hmm. I have worked in a city that is not supportive of police and Mm -hmm. I understand what I kind of understand. I'll never say I fully understand because I don't work there, but um, I kind of understand what these departments for these officers that don't have the support, and I think have a higher suicide rate because right. I think it's a big factor. Yes. City support. It's not just having family support and it's not just having your brothers and sisters have your back. There's a bunch of factors that go into it. That's true. And I, and I realize that I realize that as well. And I know that most um, departments have uh, uh, a chaplain or um, um, the, the, the system, the, the, the process that employees that can you know call um, and get help and all of that, but 
from my understanding in, in talking to some of the officers or just speaking to their wives is that they don't trust that. They, 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 they know that their chaplains have an ethical responsibility to keep what is said between them, but they just, uh, they just don't, um, trust that you know what i'm saying um even with the employee assistance um program that that a lot of the larger departments have they still don't trust it because they feel like if they become vulnerable to those who are within the department that's there to help them then somehow their their secret is is going to get out and i mean that for us that's one of the reasons why we exist because we want officers spouses to know that there is a safe place you know we can uh, um, connect you with a counselor who can help but officers i mean from what i can understand there's a stigma in the community that if they show any sign of weakness any sign of feeling something then they're seen as as weak and i want it to be heard that that's not true like speak up versus uh, you know um dying by suicide because that just leaves a whole lot of pain behind for others who who love them right um it's it's a very weighted topic it's um i think the culture's changed quite a bit mm -hmm. since let's say the nine, 80s and 90s um mm -hmm. and a lot of that can be attributed to um, the war on terrorism, a lot of our troops coming back and the, the PTSD issues and, um, the, the no chance to unwind. You're basically in battle and then all of a sudden you're back and there's the transition period and stuff like that. Well, um, with police life, uh, it, it's every day. It can be every day and it just depends on where you're at and it's slowly, picks at you, picks at you, picks at you, and builds up just depending on how bad, where you work at, you know, um, a, a patrol officer in Chicago is going to have a much different view than the one that works out, you know, some podunk city that's got 2000 people in it. So right. the, it, which doesn't take away from him from one very traumatic scene that he could see in that podunk city or whatever you want to call it. No offense right. to anybody, but, um, so the stigma is changing. I think it's changed a lot. I don't necessarily, and, and I think it's showing that it isn't just that feeling uh, demasculated, however you say it, uh, feeling weak or whatever. I think there's more factors than people know. I think there's a lot more than people know. Um, and just like any tool, let's say you do have a chaplain. That's one tool available to you to help fix yourself, right? Right. Well, you know as well as I do, one tool doesn't fix everything. Mm -hmm. So that chaplain may work great for me. But mm -hmm. for you, that's just not your cup of tea. It doesn't work for you. Then what do you have? What do officers right. have available after that? So I'm of the opinion things like this is another tool. We need as many tools available as we can get. Give as many options as we can get because options means hope. Hope right. means hanging on. If I know that if I go to that chaplain and he didn't work for me and I got nothing else, screw it. 
Right. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to go to the bottle. Now I'm going to go to whatever. And that's not going to help anything. Then your mental health goes down. Your physical fitness goes down. Your nutrition is terrible. All those factors stack up. So that's why I go back to those roots when I'm talking about physical fitness, nutrition, mental health, physical health. Yes. Yeah. um, My, I I rooted for um, the Air Force because my my husband served in the Air Force for uh, 29 years. All right. Yeah. He retired in 2019. Um, But he did that on the reserve side and he's been a, he started out as a medic in New York and then became an officer in New York. So this year is his official 22nd year um, in law enforcement. Okay. And so I, I definitely get that part of being deployed and being overseas. And, and they they do the whole decompress um, spiel with you and you come back and they want to make sure that you're okay and all of that. Um, what I noticed with him was... Uh, he did struggle with PTSD for a while, but he wouldn't speak up. I, I noticed it. I I heard the things that he wasn't saying. And so I recognized that there were things that was just not okay. Um, and so we, our marriage was affected by it because so his, his attitude changed, his, his, everything that you just said, his, his physical health, um, the way he was eating was unhealthy. All, all of that was affected. Um, and then he came back and he went straight back into the law enforcement world. Right. And we know that in some cities, the majority of what we see here. And what they and what you guys see overseas is is so different, right? In 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 a lot of the smaller cities, like you were saying earlier. Well, um, we talked about counseling, and he never directly said to me, "Well, you know, I don't I don't need it because I, I can handle this and all of that." Um, we were fortunate enough where our marriage meant more to him than handling it himself. So our marriage was in trouble. And he gave in and we did counseling. He went to counseling on his own and he's doing so much better. But I had the ability to see something and I had the God-given ability to say something to him and and for him to be able to respond and react to it in a positive way. Now, I don't know if you can help, you know, help maybe some of the women who are watching or who will watch in the future. How, how... How do we help our spouses if we see something and we try to address it with them and they're like, I'm good because I, I, I'm not sure if some of the officers who have died by suicide, if their spouses or loved one around them never said, Hey, try, want to try counseling. But for, for some reason, there's this thing on the inside of them that just can't allow themselves to be vulnerable enough to to seek the the help the mental help that they they need how do we approach our spouses without nagging or know-it-all or pretending to be a counselor but approach them in such a way that they they might can hear us yeah um that's a really good question nobody's ever asked me before um and I would say the best way is pre-maintenance, meaning if you know you're getting into a career field that is that has a high potential for any of these symptoms, PTSD, mm-hmm. um, have that talk prior. Hey, honey, nobody knows you like I know you. 
That's why we're together, right? Nobody knows you like I know you. Um, and I'm going to be able to tell when something's off. It's just like when you have your pets. Mm-hmm. You know when something's wrong with your dog. You mm-hmm. know when something's wrong with your cat. And they don't talk. <laughs> right, right. So it's the same with your spouse. I know when something's bothering my wife. I know I messed up. I did something wrong. And I got to figure it out. So it's it's pre the pre-talk, I think, can make a big difference because then later on when they are having something, hey, honey, we had this talk. Something's mm-hmm. not right. Something's off. We, we, need to, we need to get some help. We need to talk this out. We need to figure it out. Worst case scenario, nothing's wrong. Um, you have some sort of hormonal imbalance that we can get cleared medically. You know, cool. But okay. worst case scenario, we go, find something's wrong going on up in here and we get it taken care of we cut it off at the pass so i would say the pre-maintenance part but if you're not fortunate enough to have that conversation and you're already you know you're already into it they've already deployed or they're already working the job they've been working it for years and you notice this gradual change over the years Mm -hmm. um i'm a big fan of and this is just me personally if my wife came to me and was like you need to get help. You're not, something's not right. And I'm like, no, no, I can, I, I got it. You're right. I, I'll deal with it. No, put your foot down. Give, okay. give your spouse the ultimatum. Like, no, you need to get help. If you don't want to get help, then me and the kids, we're going to be staying with my mom. Cause right now I can't, you got to wake them up. You got to wake them up fast. Cause what's the alternative? You drag right. your feet and then something right. bad happens. Right. Because these these don't always go just where it's self harm. It's, it's you know you got to deal with that elephant in the room. It's not just self harm sometimes. Now we're talking. It could be pushed out on the kids. It can be pushed out on the spouse. It happens. So I'd rather you put your foot down immediately when you like I said. If if you have a significant other, you know when something's off. I think um I don't know if it's one of my teammates or that was sent to the to to the um message board, but it says sometimes the spouse, Elio, doesn't show signs and it's hard for the wife to see that anything is wrong. Um but I think that would go back to the pre maintenance, right? Where where if we are fortunate enough to to be able to have this conversation before they enter or they just entered um, but when you're with your spouse for a while, I would think that you know them well enough to when something is wrong, you can, you can sense it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, because my husband and I, we, this is our ninth year um, in marriage. We knew each other maybe a couple of years before we got married. So it's not like we've known each other forever. So yeah. I know him like his parents do. But we've been together, so I, I I know him, and I know his I know his um, the things that he does all the time, you know. And so if he if he's kind of something is going on, you kind of can sense it. Sometimes yeah. we overlook it, and that's why we didn't see it coming. Um, but I think we 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 sense it. Oh, it's Christy. <laughs> but I think we can sense it. I just think either one of two things, either we overlook it, um, push it off as nothing. You know, it, it's just today he had a bad call today or, you know, this month been rough or whatever. Or two, we are too afraid 
to address it because whatever we see is just inside the home. It's not affecting, you know, friendships outside or church life. He's not getting written up at work, getting in trouble. So if it's just here in the home, um, then maybe it'll go away. Maybe it'll change. Uh, it's not affecting anybody else. So I won't deal with it. But I think one of the two things is either it's fear in addressing it, or, as you said, being, being strong, putting our foot down, or we just seem to just choose to overlook it. I mean, does that sound right to you? Yeah. And, and I'll, I'll say if you neglect the roots, the plant dies. So mm. if you think it's just happening at home, that's the roots. Okay. And yeah, it may not be affecting work or his friends or any of that, but if the roots aren't healthy, everything else is going to fall in place. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. What can you say to any officer that may be watching or will watch in the future if they are struggling right now, if they, um, even if they're not having thoughts of suicide right now, but they, they are beginning to feel overwhelmed with just the pressures of, of everything. I mean, my husband is in a small town um, too, so... Or where we live, he doesn't work where we live, thank God. But our, our small town home is very supportive of law enforcement, extremely supportive. And the community in which he lives, um, in which he works, is supportive of, of law enforcement. But of course, you know, you have those uh, one and two contacts that you make that where you know that this person is against law enforcement. And they say things sometimes and, and, and you know, sticks and stool might break my bones. But words, they do hurt and they linger for, yeah. uh, for a long time. And just keep hearing the negative narrative sometimes drowns out uh, the positives that, that, that's being shared, right? Yeah. And so for him, there are days when he comes home annoyed because somebody said something, you know, really out there. It got him that day for some reason. Yeah. Um, We're here. What do you think? To, to the officers where, you know, if that kind of stuff is building up because yeah. while right now, I think so far, um, we've had several, several die by suicide out of Chicago, um, out of, out of, um, Metro PD in, in Washington and, and, and the Capitol police. What do we say to the others who aren't in such a high risk, high crime area, but they're still struggling? And and those are the ones we really don't hear about because they, the from what I understand in doing my research, there's not real statistics on the number of officers that die by suicide each year because yeah. I guess the, the negative stigma don't want that attached to your department, so you don't want your name out there and all of that. Um, but what do you say to those officers? Who, who are really, really struggling and is just fearful of going to the, a chap, their chaplain if they yeah. have one or just saying it out loud. So I, I can tell you, I, I don't know if I inadvertently figured out a way. I, I figured out a way that works for me. Okay. okay. So in a, in a, uh, I'll yeah. kind of give you the background of how that happened. Um, my dad is retired police 30 years so okay. i had that i had other law enforcement in the family um military uh fire department i i had it all in my family um so high divorce rates mm -hmm. right very high divorce rates my mom mm -hmm. and dad never even married 
<laughs> so it, it's one of those. And um, I knew growing up that I never, I, I don't want to be that cliche and I don't, I, I, it sucked not having my parents together growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it affected me as a kid. And uh, mm-hmm. so getting into law enforcement, I looked and I'm like, all right, I know there's a high divorce rate. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I, I'm an analytical guy. I don't know why. I just, just how my brain works. I look, I'm like, here's a trend. Why is that the trend? And then I just start trying to figure it out. So I noticed a big trend in law enforcement is everybody wants to protect their significant other. Guy, mm-hmm. girl, it doesn't matter. Just law enforcement, they, they want to protect them from all the bad stuff that they got to see at work. Right. Well, they end up divorcing that person they're trying to protect. So what good right. did that do? So I went right. the opposite way. I, I knew okay. PTSD is an issue. I knew divorce was high. So I made a deal within myself with my wife. She didn't even know. If I have a bad day, I'm going to come home. I'm going to tell her. I'm going to tell yeah. her all the nasty, you know, all the nasty, you know. Right. Motorcycle person on the freeway, uh, dead children, molested children, all the bad stuff. Right. Um, the stuff that I'm saying right now that even on other interviews, officers won't even say it in an interview because they know how bad it is. But that's right. the reality. What's the point of muting that? You need to right. know. That's the type of stuff we see. You know, a molested five-year-old by her uncle and that uncle's son. Right. So that's the type of nasty stuff we see. So I made a deal with myself. I'm not going to hold anything back from my wife. If I have a bad day, I'm going to come home and I'm going to tell her. And that was my outlet. So I did. And it's not that she ever really said anything back. It's just that I got it out. And I got it out to the person that matters the most. Right. And somebody I trusted. So Mm -hmm. my advice to any officers out there, one, don't try to protect your spouse. That's why you got married. It's 50-50 or 100-100, however you want to put it. It, If you start holding back, they're going to, you're going to change. And that's what happens. You start changing and you're pissy and you got an attitude about things and you're snapping at the kids for little stuff. And now don't, I don't want you to think I'm immune from that. Cause I still go through that, but my wife will look at me and she knows bad day at work. Hey, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it triggers me right away. Ah, oh, shit. I am acting like a little yeah. asshole. So, um, I try to snap out of it. And, but I think that's because of, I've talked to her so many times. Like, you know, I come home and when I was working midnights, you know, I walk in the, I'd not wake my kids up necessarily, but they'd wake up from, I come home and just hug them and just hold right. on to them. Cause I just had a bad day and it would involve children or whatever. And I needed to hug them. So, uh, and then she would sit up and talk with me or whatever or say, you know, you want to talk about it when you wake up? Yeah, we'll talk about it when I wake up. So, right. um, talk to your spouse. Don't, don't try to protect them. If you think you're protecting them, you're not. So that's one. Two, midnights are the most susceptible. And you got to understand the science behind that. I'm not just talking, you know, emotional stuff. I'm talking there's a science behind it. When you work midnights, your cortisol levels shoot way up, Mm -hmm. which causes an imbalance. Right. And then you start gaining weight. There ain't the best food options on midnights, let's face it. So if you don't, Pack a good nutrition, 
for yourself, you're going to tend to eat fast food and you're, you're just getting off shift when the donuts are just being put out. So all those things. And you got to be aware of that. So that's why I start going back again. A way for officers to start. One of the first things I want them to do, I want them to start working out. I want you yeah. to get that stress out of you. And it sounds contrary and it may, it, you may not want to, but you got to force yourself. I mean, make yourself work out, figure it out. Uh, bring a kettlebell on patrol with you if you have to. Figure out something, knock out a 15, 20 minute workout. I don't care what it is. Start there. Yeah. Um, the second thing I would tell them is, uh, it, and like I said, I think the stigma's kind of gone away pretty heavy. I don't think mm-hmm. officers think they're weak, um, but it is there. If, if anybody saw the interview I did with Bruce Anderson, Sergeant Bruce Anderson, he had a shooting a few years ago. And so when I asked him if he wanted to come talk, he's a sergeant now, so he had it when he was an officer. So for anybody listening, that's that's a pretty big window. I, I can't remember the exact year that he had his shooting, but mm-hmm. it's been at least five years. Let's say that. So. Okay. He can talk about it anytime, but when he came on here and talked to me about it, it all triggered again. The PTSD, I mean, you can see it in his eyes. You can hear it in his voice. He still wasn't past it and thought he was. And when he was dealing with PTSD, he thought he was okay, and he wasn't. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I take from him is, like, you're going to think you're okay. You got to start trusting the people around you. That's a big one. Yeah. Because he thought yeah. he was okay and he wasn't. Okay. He he fully admit and I, I I anybody listening to this, please I'm not plugging it for the show. Watch that episode. If it doesn't open your eyes about PTSD, nothing will. Because I got choked up during the interview. I got choked up editing the I watched the whole thing again. I never watched the episode while I'm editing. I'm slamming through it. I watched the whole thing again because the things that slammed home for me learning from him is one, you may not think you may think you're okay and you're not. You got to trust the people around you. And two, it's okay. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's fine. We're, (laughs) we're human. So (laughs) officers out there, dude, you're not a robot. You are not a robot. So don't think that you need to be in top physical racing form the whole time. You know, at best, we're all minivans. As long as we're running and we can support the family, hey, that's good enough. You don't need to be a peak performance race car. You will get knocked on your butt, I promise. So for officers out there listening, trust the people around you somebody's going to notice somebody that is close to you is going to notice. You may not have, if you're single, it's going to be harder for you. You got these rookies out there that see some bad shit first year. They're that zero to five year mark is rough and they got to, they got to hone in quicker than most people because they don't have the same support system unless they live at home with their parents. I don't know. Which that's happening recently. That's a trend. Officers going through the academy, live with their parents still, and it's awesome. Cheaper. Yep. It, it, yep. it works for them. It's they cheaper. Save a lot of money. <laughs> I have no judgment. I just different different times. So Yeah. Okay. So don't protect our spouses. Yes, don't protect Don't us protect us. We want to know. Talk to us so we can know what's going on. You're back to the basics with the eating healthy, staying healthy, 
um, and just that overall effect. Work out. Yes. Let some of that out. You talk to your spouse. You talk to those closest to you. Work out. Eat healthy. Stay healthy. Oh. And then the last one, the last thing you said was, what was that? I, I, I thought of one more thing that's uh-huh. crucial that I don't know why I blanked on it. Emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can read any books, uh, just Google like top five books on emotional intelligence. Um, okay. It's not necessarily a new thing, um, but it is it is taking over in law enforcement. I think it's one of those new progressive steps. Um, yeah. Not a trend, not a political movement, nothing like that. It is a, I, I swear by it. I swear by it. I've read a couple of emotional intelligence books, and I think they're huge. Um, I'm not an expert in it, and I couldn't exactly go into depth explaining emotional intelligence, but it helps you understand yourself, and when you can understand yourself, you can start taking care of yourself better, and it it makes you a very great officer. Um, The emotional intelligence is is huge. Uh, But yeah, look into that. I I would start talking about it, but I really don't want to screw it up, and I'm not the best (laughs) at it. Like I said, uh, I really... Not an expert, so we get that. (laughs) Yeah, I really like it, though, and I think it I think it makes a big difference. Okay. Got it. So don't protect, don't protect us. Stay healthy, get healthy, stay healthy. Listen to those around you and emotional intelligence. Learn. We need to do some work in in, in learning about that. Yep. And make sure when you're talking about, when you're talking about um, health, we're not just talking, you know, physical we're talking your your physical health your nutrition mental health and um keep forgetting that fourth one what is it spiritual health is not bad either oh, oh yeah spiritual health yeah, is very good um <laughs> i i always i always worry about saying that because there's those that aren't spiritual and i don't want to offend anybody so but yeah for me personally yeah spiritual health is very nice yeah so yeah uh, I mean, we, we know that there is not everyone who, who who's on that track. And that's okay, yeah. too. I mean, yeah. but being healthy overall is the goal. Yes. Making healthy healthy decisions, healthy choices where your body is concerned mm-hmm. um, does help put you in a, in a good place. Yep. So, yeah. So, and, definitely. And understanding yeah, the science behind it. Um, understanding, like. It's one thing for me to tell you to go eat healthy, work out, and do all that stuff because it will help you be mentally clear. But if you start getting educated about what the night shift does to you physically, yeah. mentally, and all that stuff, your nutrition, and, and understand the, the hormonal changes. So that's what the the physical health part combats is the hormonal changes that you go through by working a night shift. So that's a big one. Is just understanding. Just get educated on that before you necessarily live it. I don't want you to go do it without doing your research, but um, understanding the science behind it helps you. If you know the why, you tend yes. to you know you tend to go after it. So knowing the why yes. is the big one. Okay. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for talking this through. I've definitely learned a lot um, from talking to you tonight. Um, the, the 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 healthy part of it is something that I think my husband has to work on. He's he started going back to the gym and all of that. And he at first he was like, Oh, 
it's a chore. But now he makes himself do it because he's reaping and he's seen the benefit of working out. Um, yeah. He, we talk about you know all that's going on with him on the job. He comes so I can just like you. I know when today was a rough day. He didn't get a chance to tell me ahead of time. It's when he hugs the kids really, really tight, or when he hugs me and and just won't let go when he comes in. And I'm like, okay, so today was was one of those days. Yeah. Um. And sometimes he's not ready to talk right then and there, but he does talk within um a few hours later or within two hours, two days later. But we never go past that two day mark about what got him um so emotional that day so he uh, he does talk to me now which is so so important um i've definitely i'm seeing the good in him the change in him with with talking and and the other big one you know listen to those around you um please listen yeah. to those around you because we are able to see something in others that they don't see in themselves you know you can see something in me I can think my attitude is fine, you know, whatever is fine, but you're seeing something that's saying you're not okay. You, you're being overly aggressive or you're being way too quiet and that's not your personality, your normal personality. So yeah, we're seeing something, we're seeing something different and I'm definitely doing my research on emotional um, yeah. intelligence. I'm going to find the top five books <laughs> as yeah. you suggested and do my research. So we can if talk he's lacking, if my husband is lacking or anybody else is lacking, yeah. um, you know, we, we can introduce them to it. Cause as like you, I'm not, not trained on any of this stuff, yeah. but, uh, but my heart is to see an end to cops dying by, by suicide. I want the rate to drop tremendously. I want, you know, cops to be able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with each other and not think that he's going to think I'm a punk. Like it's, or I'm going to lose my job because I can talk and we can talk about this topic all night because one of the things like my husband needed off one day and I was like, I tell him you need a, a mental health day. I'm like, are, are they going to tell you no? Or, you know, and he's like, no, but I could see his hesitancy in wanting to say that. And I think you guys should be able to have that because you do see a lot and you do go through a lot, but you should be able to can say, I just need one day to just not think you can't plan for a mental health day three months in advance. So, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause you don't know what you're going to see. That's going to trigger for you to just need to just take a break, just take a break from it all one day, just relax or whatever it, it means to, for you to just, you know, reprogram your mind, refresh your mind, just whatever you need to do. And, and I really think that that should be a thing, you know, yeah. for officers to be able to have that, that option. Yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, another big one between spouses is, um, in the, again, I don't, this kind of goes in the spiritual side, but, um, the five love languages. Yes. Um, in police work, I think it's huge because yes. you as the spouse, if you know your husband's love language and it ain't working, something's up. Yeah. So understanding those love language, if you know the love language of your spouse, I use it all the time with my wife. If I do the dishes and she's still mad, something's up. Like, cause <laughs> <laughs> she loves when I do that. So, uh, it, it's just a matter of knowing those five love languages. It's just another tool. Like I said, the more tools you have available, better chance you have of staying healthy. It's, it's when we feel like we've got no more other options then right. start spinning out. So, right. Well, yeah, I, 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 I 
I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. As I said, I've learned I've learned so much. Um, and I know like going back and watching this later because my husband just got in. So tomorrow when he watches this, there there'll be a lot of lot for us to to talk about because I've been asking him about, you know, um cops and suicide and he knows how much it, it breaks my heart because I keep thinking about the families, the spouses, the kids that have to walk in that pain for so long without answers because that's the hard part right right when they're gone and you can't ask any questions um to the one person who has the answer so you're having to walk this this painful road for so long with no answers or options of getting answers and i just it just really breaks my heart for for those who have to deal with that and it, it breaks my heart to think that officers are in a place where they're thinking that's the best way out. that's the best way to deal with it nobody else understands i'm the only person that's struggling right now and i want officers to know one you're not <laughs> there is how many hundreds of thousands of officers in our country much less the world that are dealing with similar situations like you are work um society and and home we all have bills we all have issues we we, we all marriages aren't perfect and and all of that but uh, there is there is a way to deal with this yeah. in a healthy way. You know, um, situations don't get fixed overnight because they weren't created overnight. So it's going to take time yeah. and patience. That's a good point. So, they're not, yeah, they're not you know. created overnight. That's for sure. And like I said, we could keep going. I, 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 I already, we didn't even touch the whole social media side and it's a fact. Right. So right. Uh, that's another whole factor that, it's like kids with bullying. You can't, it used to be you get bullied at school and you go home. Mm -hmm. That was your escape. Now kids right. don't have an escape anymore because they're bullied on social Online media too. Yes. at home. And, yes. and, and that's why we've seen even suicides with kids go up. So, um, yeah, and it's the same for police. Uh, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's, there's a lot of new factors that we have to account for, but, um, the same things that work against us are also helping us, such as social media and us having discussions like this. Having this conversation, yes. Yep. Well, thank you, Eric, for joining okay. me, for doing this with me. I so appreciate it. Um, for you guys watching, if you have any questions, um, just put it in the comments. When we see it, we will respond. Thank you, Eric. Um, and if this is not shared on your page right now, I know Christy was um, trying to do it for us. Okay. We will figure out and we're going to get it on there. So awesome. all your, your your viewers and followers will get to see this conversation as well. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate you so much. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Bye.